Hello and welcome to CIA Files. No, I'm going to do it one more time. Hello and welcome to CIA Files, true stories of U.S. intelligence, news edition. Talking about the news today from around the world with uh, my good friend Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Very well. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Valentine's Day weekend, lots of good fun. Went to a nice restaurant, and I think there was a celebrity behind me. I didn't recognize um, he or she, but there was a couple having dinner, and people just kept coming up and asking for their picture. And I, I left them alone. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. That would be funny if you were like, I don't know who you guys are, but you're obviously famous, so I really need to get a selfie with you. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I I, I totally have to put this on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, What kind of stories are we going to talk about today? Oh, let's talk about some news, shall we? Um, Now, the first story that I wanted to mention today is something that it's an older story, but I wanted to talk about it when it came out, but we got sidetracked with uh, some other stuff that's going on and like... uh, Russia around there. I don't know. I don't remember what that story was about. But the first story that I wanted to mention is um, from January, uh, end of January, Chinese satellite observed grappling and pulling another satellite out of its orbit. Now, this is a major uh, technology uh, advancement. It's like BattleBots. And drone, like drone wars, but in space. In space, battle bots <laughs> in space. This, yes. this sounds like a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. It's it's the sort of thing where you're like, maybe, didn't they have this already? But they didn't. And now they do. This is from uh, Fox News. China's Shijian 21 satellite, or SJ-21, disappeared from its regular position and reappeared while making a, quote, large maneuver to move closer to a dead Beidou navigation system satellite. The SJ-21 then pulled the Beidou out of its orbit and placed it a few hundred miles away in a graveyard orbit where it is unlikely to interfere or collide with active satellites. So this is crazy. So well, it's you a know, good thing. We, they're they're cleaning up. It's um it's like a litter do, patrol in space. We do have the and this is a global problem. We do have too much stuff in space. I mean, there's tons of satellites around the globe. A lot of them are dead now because we've been putting them up there since like, you know, the 50s, the 60s. So there's a lot of oh, and there's also garbage like um you know, stages from rockets that were, you know, dropped as rockets flew out in space. Tesla Roadster is out there too. (laughs) Somewhere. And so this is very, uh, this is good. This is a good thing because the other alternatives have been like a little while back when Russia was just like, just blow that shit up. (laughs) And they just blew (laughs) some shit up and caused like a cascade. Uh, You don't want that. However, while this is a good thing to have, it also means that SJ-21 could potentially not just grab old dead junk 
but new working satellites. Oh, my GPS. Satellites. My GPS doesn't yeah. work. China took out. Oh, well, and you know, all of our, like, um, we've had those missile guidance systems, and so much of our warfare now would be based on satellites. So, yeah. Yeah, they have like a little little sneaky drones hidden inside a satellite, like little mini satellites that'll come out and take all the other satellites out of orbit. It sounds like something yeah. from that that Steve Carell show. Or oh yeah, <laughs> space, wars. <laughs> space wars. You mean the TV show named after my musical project that I've been working <laughs> on since about two thousand nine? I guess you, you should have trademarked it. I well. <laughs> You guys may not know this, but I've been, I started putting out music under the name of U.S. Space Force back in, I don't know, 2009, 2010. I got the name from an old Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie where a kid says, if they launch into space, they'll have the whole U.S. Space Force on them. And this was back in the 60s that that movie was made. So it was like a fun little uh, sci-fi thing. And then... Trump comes out and says, I've made the U.S. Space Force. And I was like, that son of a bitch owes me a quarter every time he says that. <laughs> I have it. So if you want to hear, I the I have a, a an EP online. You can go. To, it's a usspaceforce.bandcamp.com. And it's free. It is. Some of it is not terrible. <laughs> if you want to listen to it. Um but you don't have to. So yeah, that's the Chinese um, satellite and it's fun. You know, I want to say it's lighthearted, but really it could cause some terrible damage if they used it maliciously. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, something to monitor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, and uh, the U S forces are monitoring it. So, but it's okay. You could say U S space forces. Um, <laughs> I, we can get that trending again and maybe people will visit my band camp and uh, you can download for free, but it's name your own price. So you can get it for free or you can give me a dollar. You can give me $20. Well, you know, just uh, follow your heart. Okay. Our next story. Um, we get some good spy stories and this is more in the spirit of the kind of stories that I wanted to cover when we, decided to start doing news and i do want to cover more of these types of stories it's just that uh the big stories have been so big that we can't not cover them you know with russia and ukraine and whatnot which we will get to in a minute too so you know don't worry about that uh, but we have um former navy nuclear engineer charged with espionage to appear in court this is from uh stripes.com this story is all over the place um uh, man, uh, Jonathan, uh, Tabe, Tabe, I'm not sure I'm saying that right. T O E B B E and his wife, Diana, um, have been uh, arrested and they're due to appear in court on Monday for selling nuclear submarine secrets. Uh, they, it says to an, un I don't think right, they actually succeeded, but they were they sold no, the information to undercover agents. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Is they, yeah they they were selling uh, secrets to an FBI agent. Uh, 
Uh, I, they, they don't mention who the FBI agent was uh, pretending to represent. Right. This is from stripes.com. Toby and his wife, Diana Toby, face espionage charges for selling secrets about nuclear submarines to an undisclosed foreign power. They were arrested in October in Jefferson County, West Virginia, after selling confidential information, quote, concerning the design of nuclear-powered warships over the course of a year to an undercover FBI agent who posed as a representative of a military intelligence agency, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. And I like this part. Uh, Jonathan communicated with agents through encrypted channels, received covert signals, and left memory cards containing sensitive information hidden in a peanut butter sandwich and a pack of chewing gum during dead drop exchanges at specified locations in exchange for thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency. Oh, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Uh, maybe so. Uh, <laughs> well, he, this is exciting. This story, it reminds me of, um, like the, the FBI trolling would be terrorist. They would do things like, um, kind of set people up and say, okay, we were going to have you like drive this, you know, this truck and it's got a bomb in the back. And, but then when they go, the car won't start and they get arrested and it's kind of like punked FBI style. Uh, right. uh, but I mean, there are some kind of ethical questions here, like um, uh, what was of entrapment. It? Yeah, yeah, that's the word. I was like, "What are is you, the word?" <laughs> yeah. Are you accusing the FBI of entrapment? I'm, I'm, I'm not accusing them of anything. I'm saying are that it looks it looks you, a lot like entrapment, and I have some questions. Are you suggesting that the FBI would even consider <laughs> entrapment? Uh, oh, I mean, we can look at history and see what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's. <sighs> anyway, so right now they are uh, both in jail. Uh, their bail was denied and uh, they're going to be seen in court uh, Monday. So this will be an interesting trial to uh, keep an eye on. Oh, with that in, in mind and uh, the history of uh, intelligence operations in the U.S., uh, isn't there like some story about two senators wanting to know what the CIA is up to? Yes. Big surprise coming out of Washington just uh, Friday. This is uh, I'm reading from CBS News right now. Uh, CIA has a secret program that collects data on Americans, two senators say. Senators Ron Wyden of Oregon and Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, both Democrats, sent a letter to top intelligence officials calling for more details about the program to be declassified. Large parts of the letter, which was sent in April 2021 and declassified Thursday, and documents released by the CIA were blacked out. Uh, Wyden and Heinrich say the program operated, quote, outside the statutory framework that Congress and the public believe govern this collection. So this would not be the first time that the CIA has been caught collecting information on Americans. Um, and it probably won't be the last. Well, yeah, I think the, the senator's worry was kind of the oversight because what I think think the CIA's party line is, well, we're combing through this information looking for connections with foreign terrorists. 
And it's like, well, okay, but how are you doing that? What's your method for, for sorting through it? And, you know, it's also like this, this grand net, like what is the software program? Does it like scan Google searches and work on an algorithm for, oh, well, if this person searches this, then they're likely thinking about X. You know, like we all get that feeling our phone is um, listening to us or talking to us. And, you know, it probably is to a certain extent where it's like, wow, I was thinking about this thing the other day and now I'm seeing an article about it, but I didn't say anything about it and I didn't make any searches about it. And, you know, it has to do with these algorithms are, are pretty clever that, computer scientists have written about, well, when people are interested in this, this, and this, they very often want to buy this. So let me show this person an ad. And that would be yes. my guess is that the CIA has some kind of program similar to that. And they're not necessarily like, oh, let me look and see what Brandon's doing because he said something bad or we don't like. It's just they're scanning the like the an algorithm is searching and then people pop up and right. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad the senators are looking for some kind of oversight. There's an episode of American dad where, uh, it turns out that the CIA has, uh, something called project toilet cam where they have hacked Americans phones and taken pictures of them while they're, uh, on the toilet pooping. And using those pictures for blackmail. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it would go down once people just started owning it and it became a TikTok trend. You know, I, mean, I just take a picture, put it on TikTok, and, you know, be done with it. Um, so from the CBS News article, um, it says, you were talking about oversight. It says... The CIA released a series of redacted recommendations about the program issued by an oversight panel known as the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. According to the document, a pop-up box warns CIA analysts using the program that seeking any information about U.S. citizens or others covered by privacy laws requires a foreign intelligence purpose. Oh yeah, I so, you know. Click so here. It's, Do you agree with the terms of service? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which or, is it's like or before you get into a porn site, uh, you must be eighteen to enter. Are you eighteen? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> you're, you're looking at this for foreign intelligence purposes, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the board said just uh, the next sentence is. However, analysts are not required to memorialize the justification for their queries, so they just have to like. It's an honor system, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, just like the yeah. just like porn on the internet. It's an honor system. You're 18, right? Yeah. You're doing this for proper reasons, right? You're not. Research. Research purposes, research purposes. You're not stalking your ex, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. Click. Now let's see what you've been doing, Wendy. <laughs> I think my ex-girlfriend is a Soviet spy. There's only, yeah. way, to know. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> that, would be the, that would be the way to find out. <laughs> well, it's just like uh, when all of those revelations about the NSA came out so long ago, they discovered that people were that NSA analysts were doing that. 
and that they were using the stuff to stalk ex-girlfriends and ex-boyfriends to and they never uh, heard of facebook know. yeah well i mean i think the nsa could probably get into your facebook <laughs> let's see just who is this bobby guy he looks like a drug dealer so uh yeah that's another thing to to keep watch of well that's I think that's about that. Now, Brandon, I wanted to ask you, I mentioned this earlier at the top of the show. Is there, is there something happening in Russia? <laughs> is there something happening in Russia? Well, uh, they're still continuing to put a whole lot of uh, troops along the border. Um, I was watching a Le Monde, um, like little eight minute documentary and they have like um, all kinds of pictures of um how was it um, iskander missiles so just more and more iskander missiles have been showing up um but with that in line i mean i i think the the president has been leaking a lot of that information this is from politico um spy world wary as biden team keeps leaking russian intel the Biden administration has gone to unusual lengths to publicly share intelligence about Russia's threat to Ukraine using targeted media leaks and other methods to warn the world of everything from the specifics of Moscow's troop buildup to an alleged Kremlin plot to fake an attack that justifies an invasion. Yeah, and that, I mean, that would explain how we're seeing the Biden administration has managed to keep this imminent Russian invasion in the news constantly, um, which I feel like could, could be good or bad because if for whatever reason, Putin uh, decides not to invade, then Biden and the, their administration look like a bunch of, you know, like fear mongering assholes, (laughs) which, you know, uh, is kind of sad because it could have been what, what caused the the Russians to back down. So it's like, it's a method of like, we know what you're doing and we know you're trying to intimidate us and we're not going to let you intimidate us. Bring it on. If you're going to bring it on and they're like, Oh, okay, I guess we'll back out. And then people say, Oh, see Biden was chicken little. And I say, well, no, (laughs) that is a tactic. That is a tactic to psychological warfare is like, letting your enemy know that you know what they're doing <laughs> beforehand yeah. and you're anticipating it. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, it would be a Russian propaganda victory if it made Biden look bad when they pulled out. So right. <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah. like the Russians so, are good. They're good at psychological warfare and propaganda. The, from the Politico article, uh, U.S. officials say the disclosures are carefully vetted and represent only a small amount of the information America and its allies have gathered as Russian leader Vladimir Putin amasses troops along Ukraine's border. The goals, they say, include preemptively exposing and thus derailing Russian lies that could lead to a war while also putting America and its European allies on the same page. Uh, Anthony Blinken said, we believe that the best antidote to disinformation is information. Um, Uh, I feel like it's a risky strategy, maybe, because, yeah, it just, he says, oh, they're about to do a false flag operation. And then 
Putin just goes, well, we won't do a false flag operation. <laughs> now we won't do and, one. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And yeah. even, and even though it works, it, the, the Biden administration gets, you know, hits its goal of stopping that from happening. It's still, it's a PR loss, yeah. you know? Well, it's a Cassandra, um, you know, the Cassandra verses are kind of like chicken little, not verses, but you know, she's, he's really Cassandra providing warnings about what will happen if we don't, if you don't act, but it comes across as chicken little because it didn't happen. <laughs> was, Cassandra, was Cassandra from the Greek myth where she was cursed with being able to tell the future, but also that no one would ever listen to her? Um, yes. And, um, she's been reborn as this like Swedish girl or something. Um, talking about the climate. I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a very common theme of like throughout history, young females, like telling people like, uh, having this very clear insight into human behavior and actions and then completely being ignored and, and dismissed. The Greeks recognized it so thoroughly they created a character based on it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are concerned with it. Uh, here's one quote. I am concerned about the long-term credibility of our intelligence with all of these select declassifications, a former CIA, a former CIA officer with expertise on Russia told Politico if it turns out to be wrong or partially wrong, it undermines how much our partners trust the info we give them or, frankly, how much the public trusts it. Yeah. That's a, well, one of the things that, I mean, both uh, the, the Russians and the Americans are doing is it's like, you've got neo-Nazis working for you. No, no, no. You've got neo-Nazis working for oh, you. Oh, yeah. I the neo Nazis, just yeah. the neo Nazis are just like the fly in the ice cream of the world. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they everywhere, and it's it's odd. Like uh, on the um, on the Facebook, I shared uh, I shared two articles. I shared um, one published in the U.S. about oh well, the the Kremlin is turning a blind eye to. Um, Russian neo-Nazis giving money to American neo-Nazis and providing them with training, and not just American, like German and Swedish and so on. And um, the Russians published an article about the Americans turning a blind eye to neo-Nazi activities in Ukraine. <laughs> and so... And it's almost like neo-Nazis from different countries have formed a bond over something that's not... Uh, nationalist what could well, they be bonding over well I mean, you know honestly it's it's one of the questions because like the and i'm curious too because there there are neo-nazis in in ukraine and volunteering to fight and there are neo-nazis in russia volunteering to fight i got a laugh out of um the russians allowed a bunch of neo-nazis to enter the donbass region as like volunteer militia but then when they tried to leave they run and let them back in. <laughs> They're like, oh, solved that problem. Because, uh, I mean, the Russian state doesn't really like them. They kind of tolerate them, uh, the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they, they don't, they don't want a, a fascist or, you know, like a non-united Russia control of Russia. <laughs> you know, like, a, I mean, some, right. of the, some of the Russian Nazis are monarchists or neo-monarchists. They want to bring back a czar and, and all that. 
the Russians are a lot more ethnically diverse than people think. And so, you know, if you say, oh, well, they're, they're Russian. Well, there, there are all kinds of minorities in Russia and, and different groups. So, you know, if you, you look at a Russian, they could be Asiatic and, you know, or, you know, or very, very dark skinned, especially from the Caucasus, Middle Eastern looking. It's, it, it is a, a kind of a diverse looking um, nationality, but um, the fascists wouldn't necessarily like that aspect, you know, and the, and the fascists in Russia or Nazis, you know, more specifically, uh, they like, oh, we don't like these people from Armenia coming up and getting our jobs and the Uzbeks coming in. And whereas the Russians themselves or United Russia is open to Uzbeks and Kazakhs, you know, applying for Russian citizenship and coming and working. And, you know, a lot of them do. So because they used to be part of the Soviet Union, you know, these are our buddies. Why do we want to, you know, we don't want to block yeah. them all out. Um, but what fascinates me is like you, you have these neo-Nazis who are passionate fighting each other. You know, there are the neo-Nazis in Russia who are all about, I think their thing is pan-Slavic and why they're more focused on Russia. Or they think Russia's going to liberate, you know, it's, it's going to liberate the world from uh, all these non-genetically blessed people. Or something you know, like it's going to save save white people or something. I think that's that think that's the angle they're coming from with it. And you know, it's it. it, it sorry, it, it's just an interesting thing to me uh, as a as an American um, who's lived all my life in America. You know, when we think about racism, it's generally um, from the perspective of white people. That like that don't like non-white people. You know, I'm white. I don't like that black person. I'm white. I don't like Mexicans or whatever. You know, but if you move out of the United States and get into Europe, it gets the racism gets more subtle, <laughs> more <laughs> complex. They start having odd racism against different types of white people. So it it moves into the you're not the right kind of white person. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a, a culture thing. It's, uh, well, you have different cultural traditions than we do. You have a different religion. You have a different language or, you know, your, way, maybe being, your hat's different than my hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy's got a different hat. That's the old George Carlin bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the Ukrainian uh, Nazis, though, are more about individual nationalism. And a lot of the Ukrainian Nazis are Russian. Like, um, but they're Ukrainian nationalists. They're like, we don't want Ukraine to be part of Russia. We have a separate identity. Yes, we're ethnically Russian. Yes, we speak Russian, but we want to be our own thing. Just like they you want know, their own club. They want yeah. their own private club. Uh, well, you know, the United States leaving um, England. It's like, yes, we speak English. Yes, we're kind of this mixture of English, Scottish, and Irish, which you know was kind of one essential thing at that point. Or you know, there's a for a minute, uh, yeah, for a minute. And, um, so, uh, but yeah, we want to we want to be our own thing. I mean, that's the definition of uh, you know what is a nationalist? It's someone or a group of people united by a national dream. They don't have to be of the same ethnicity or religion. Right. It's just we want to have our own nation. Um, Kazakhstan here. I mean, they're um, you know like Euro Russians, Kazakhs, um, 
Uzbeks, other people here, and they're like, well, we're Kazakhs, you know, we want to have the Kazakhstan nation. It's not about just being of like this ethnic Kazakh group. It's, you know, a, a mixed thing. So it's nationalism versus ethnicity. And um, so the, you know, the Ukrainian ones are definitely very nationalistic. Oh, speaking of, if you wish to join the fight. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you want to join the fight, if you want to um, go and fight with the Ukrainians, you can join the Georgian Legion. Now, this isn't Georgia like the U.S. It's Georgia like um, the former Soviet Republic, the nation of Georgia. So Georgia and Russia do not get along very well because of Ossetia, this region in Georgia that um, is under occupation by the Russians. And... So, uh, some Georgians formed a militia to, whenever, um, you know, the Donbass region broke away or was, you know, breaking away, they were like, oh, we can go kill Russians. Let's go kill some Russians. And so they made kind of this private militia that went and they have been absorbed into the Ukrainian military. And, um, if you so desire, you probably want to contact them first to get like a letter of invitation. And then you go, go to Ukraine and go to a military office and sign a three-year contract and you will go to training and, you know, then you'll join the Georgia Legion. Um, that's probably the one, if you speak English, you're probably going to do best in that one um, because it's, it's the most multinational uh, has like a, at least one other English speaker that, that I'm aware of. Uh, you could also join the Azov Battalion, especially if you are of a neo-Nazi persuasion. Um, this one is reputed to have 10 to 20% um, neo-Nazis. If you look at their emblem, um, it's kind of like uh, an N and Z together, but it was the symbol of the second SS Panzer Division. And they're like, well, no, we're, we're not, we're not Nazis. So that means national idea. That's the, the N and, and Z or, you know, it's an N and I, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> but um, they also accept foreigners. I don't want to hear any excuses from anyone when they're like, man, if I, Russians is coming after me, I'd fight. Now you can, <laughs> if you want to fight against the Russian aggression in Ukraine, then there you go. You, you got it. Hey, so I just uh, stepped away for a while and just let you talk. And I don't know what you said, but I'm assuming it was nothing. Uh, there were no uh, controversial calls to action or directions to uh, help white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I trust you and your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, well, I, I, I was kind of meaning it in more of a like a sarcastic sort of thing i would hope no one listening to this would actually want to go and volunteer no, i'm kidding <laughs> yeah. although i will say that neo-nazis and uh white nationalists and hardcore racists don't they're not good at picking up on sarcasm. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> but they're probably... Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just say this. Do, do not go and volunteer to fight in those, in those regions unless you are a national. You would be helping... You would actually be violating the Minsk Accords 
are helping to violate them because there are not supposed to be foreign fighters there. Yeah, um, you stupid lawyers. <laughs> yeah, not, Does that make you happy? Well, that's one of the things, uh, the, yeah, the, well, of course, the, the Russians, I think, are trying to have it both ways, but they, you know, get mad at Ukraine and it's like, oh, you're, you're not supposed to have foreign fighters according to the Minsk Accords and here are these foreigners. And for their yeah. part, Ukraine has been offering them like citizenship after three years or something or like, expedited citizenship. So, yeah, I, I'm still just, I don't know if this is a unique, uh, confrontation. Uh, probably not, but I'm just curious to see how this plays out just because the Biden administration and, you know, other Western powers keep saying they're going to invade, they're going to invade. And Putin keeps saying, we're not going to invade. We're not going to invade. <laughs> Who's right. And, you know, it, it feels like uh, at the, the longer this goes on, the, harder it would be for putin to justify invading and well his his um the state television started changing the the narrative a bit they've focused on oh nato plans to invade ukraine the the reports sound a lot more like what they were putting out before they went into crimea so they were not oh, doing so that two weeks ago or something, but they have switched gears and have changed the way they're advertising. Um, but this may end up breaking um, Putin because I don't think the Russian people really want to want to do this. So unless unless they win a home run, uh, you know, like I, I don't. Uh, it might be the end of United Russia. People like uh, I'm not, I don't I don't want my kids to go fight in this war. You know, the Ukrainians are our brothers. Why do we want to go fight them? You know, if they uh, if, yeah, maybe maybe we should. You know, it's that whole you know, be like us fighting Canada or something. You know, like oh, well, you speak English and you used to be a, an American colony. You got to join us now. And like uh, we don't we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you should. And it's like a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't support a war to go invade Canada. So they, you know, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's all the news that I know. Uh, it, do you have anything else worth uh, mentioning? Uh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, no. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, you, that's sound, you sound uh, like you started to have something funny to say, and you realized you didn't. Yeah. Well, then that's the story of my life. There. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh. Let me see here. Oh, what was it? Yes. Do not go join. Do not contact oh, yeah. neo-Nazi organizations. Do not do that. Do not I'm join. Unless you want to, in which case you can go back to earlier in the podcast episode and get the instructions on how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, if you want to, you want to support us, you can go to um, ciafiles.threadless.com. We have one of our emblems up. You can get a coffee mug, uh, t-shirts, and I'd like a little baby onesie with a with the emblem on it. That looks awesome. And oh, you, do those come in uh, triple extra large? Because maybe I want one. 
for <laughs> an a, adult, not myself, but an adult who is the exact same size as me. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll look it up later. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to hold. <laughs> uh, certain secrets need not be said. You could also go to buymeacoffee.com backslash CIA files. And yeah, donate $5 or so. And you get to say you were there from the beginning. From that the is beginning. a perk. That is a perk. <laughs> you can say like, I, guys- was, I was a 22. Like later on, like if we're ever kind of, you know, uh, when we're famous or something, you know, it's like 2035. You can say, no, I was a 22. I was there since 22. since." <laughs> exactly. And I would like to officially announce the start of a new contest where we see which listener can give us the most money. And we will announce <laughs> the winner of the contest um, on an episode. And yeah, we want money. We desperately... I don't want to have a job anymore. I do have a job and it's okay. It's not a bad job, but I would prefer not to have a job. So please give us some money. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not, but I am. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, We did some news and a little joking and some uh, shameless begging. And uh, so now we'll just do the last bit of promotion. You can visit us on the internet's. Uh, ciafiles.net is our website and you can find us on twitter and uh, instagram at cia files podcast we're on facebook facebook.com slash cia files and um, find us on your favorite podcasting app and uh, give us those uh, like and share like and share yes we need uh, the clicks and the reviews and the ratings. All of that stuff is good for us. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to keep creating the content that you love so much, hopefully. Please love us. <laughs> <laughs>